All right, so this week we're gonna be talking about a lot of the things that are going on here in Southwest Florida. Everything from the construction process to interest rates to uh, what the market, the housing market itself is looking like, what you may or may not wanna do before you go making repairs, and a number of other things that could affect you if you're thinking about moving into the area or if you're already living here. And this, So this week we're gonna be talking about living in Florida. The housing market is not dead. Getting after that next. Hey everybody, my name is Craig Cooney. I'm a real estate agent here in Southwest Florida. If you want to get started on your property search, you can either go to our app, which is Our Next Florida Home, or you can go to ournextfloridahome.com. Either way, you can get your MLS search set up so that you can start looking at properties before you make any decisions. I get calls from people every day and I absolutely love it. This market is still quite busy, despite what people would think. Um, so if you have a specific question that you need an answer to, you've got to call, text, or email because I've got your back when moving to the Gulf Coast. All right, so yeah, as I said in the beginning, there's a lot of different details about things going on. I've even got some uh, new contacts for some contractors and supplies, should we be short on those? So there's a lot of different things to get after. So stick around to the end, make sure you're getting all the information you might need. And again, if you have any questions, please reach out to me. Uh, first thing to, to note is in times past, we would look at the MLS and a property might stay in the market for a little bit. And we'd say, well, what's wrong with that house? Why is it still around so long? We have to stop thinking that way in this time period because of the fact that we essentially lost about a month worth of time on the market. Now the real estate market is still moving and we're gonna be talking about that here shortly. But what I want you to try to uh, consider if you're looking at homes and you see the days in the market, please don't use that as a as a guide anymore. Just because it's been around for a little bit, it doesn't mean anything at this point. Um, we've got a number of different reasons why a property might still be around. It could be a pricing thing. It could be, you know, thinking they need to have repairs done. And we're going to talk about that as well, because that's not always the case. You can still purchase a property even when repairs need done. Um, but in this particular situation, I'm just talking about those days in the market. So disregard for the time being until we get back into a normal uh, situation with our MLS. Okay, so everybody wants to know how the real estate market is doing. The real estate market is just fine. And we're gonna give you some stats here in just a minute. But what I wanna point out to you is that this will not change. Are we gonna plateau for a little bit? Might we have a slight pullback? Possibly, but that was happening already based on rates and about, uh, upon pricing. So. Ian coming through and doing what it did, it did nothing more than maybe have a few people leave the area and put their homes up for sale and give us more inventory. But as far as the repair process and reselling and insurances and all that, we're gonna talk about that here shortly, so just hang on a minute. Uh, but I also wanted to let you know about investors. Investors are crazy for Florida right now. They're calling to find out about getting homes that need rehabbed, and there's an investor in particular, he's building homes with a, a new builder in Florida, 20 homes a month, and he's doing this every month. And he's going to keep going until he gets to whatever his goal is. Nothing is keeping him from doing this because he knows Florida is a hot spot. Florida is somewhere that everybody at some point wants to check a box to say they spent a, at least an ample amount of time there, if not lived there. It is a great place to live. Do, do disasters happen? Absolutely. They hap happen all over the country though. So to hold that against one state and not go there because of that and miss out on all the things you get being here, well, everybody has a decision to make. That wouldn't be my decision. And no, I'm not planning to leave anywhere. 
and I'm not from here. I'm from Pennsylvania. I'm not used to hurricanes naturally and dealing with all this, but you know what? The life here is amazing and it really can't be duplicated anywhere else in this country. Now to give you an idea of what the real estate market is doing on the MLS here locally, uh, in the last 24 hours, we had 128 new listings, 78 homes were sold or closed, and there were 91 homes that went under contract. In addition to this, there were 117 more that had price reductions. So essentially what this is telling you is almost two to one homes are leaving the market as they're, as they're coming on. Also, the price reductions, people are getting realistic. They're seeing they have to drop the price in order to make it more saleable. These things are just showing activity, activity, activity. And this is within one month. I mean, this is the anniversary of Hurricane Ian coming and hitting us here. One month. And the market is still moving. This is daily. This is 24 hours. We're seeing these numbers every day. So the real estate market is not dead. It might have slowed and it was already going to be there, as I said. The rates are not favorable right now per se, but there's a program I'm gonna tell you about that might make it more favorable, at least in the short term. All right, so everybody now is gonna be thinking about insurances. Well, how am I gonna get insurance there? Hey, I've still got insurance. Lots of people still have insurance. There's no reason to not have the insurance. And we don't know where it's going yet, but obviously there are just tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of homes that need protected here. So somebody is going to do it in some form or fashion. But the point I want to make to you is one of the biggest reasons that we were experiencing problems before the storm is the age of the roof. You heard it from everybody. I can't get insurance because the roof is 15 years old or older. It needs to be replaced. Well, hey, ironically, Ian did us a favor, right? All these roofs are going to need replaced. So that's one more thing to check off the list. It's not going to need to be done in order to get insurance. The other thing that I'm hearing from people is, Hey, my insurance isn't bad. And I'll, I'll speak for myself. I have an 1828 square foot home. Um, nothing fancy about it, no pool. I do have a fence, decent sized lot in a good area. And my insurance is under 2000 a year. That's all in. That is the hazard. People always ask me about the hurricane or wind insurance. This is everything, I, even the flood. Everything is in this. I have flood insurance, even though I don't need it because it's inexpensive for where I live. However, there are people that are gonna be affected and there are people that are gonna be affected a lot. And we're talking areas that are deep Southeast, deep Southwest. They wanna be on the water. They want golf access. They want the boat in the backyard. They wanna be able to throw a pole in the afternoon if they want to, to catch a fish. That's great. But like anything else, there's premiums attached to the lifestyle you're trying to achieve. So what I would tell you folks that are in that kind of a lifestyle situation, just plan it into your costs. We plan everything else into the cost of when we purchase something. When you purchase a car, you're looking at the insurances, you're looking at the cost of maintenance uh, throughout the years and those kinds of things. The house is no different. You're, you need to look at what are the utility bills gonna be like? What's the insurance going to be like? How are my taxes going to be? What's the mortgage payment going to be as well? We cover all these bases. Why is this any different? You want that lifestyle, there's a price on it. If you don't, want that lifestyle so desperately, then get off the water. Move to an area that is higher ground that doesn't need flood insurance. And you'll solve that problem. The other way you could look at this is there's people out there that drive nice cars, say like a Porsche, BMW, Mercedes, and there's others that have Yugos and they have Priuses. There's nothing wrong with those cars, but there's clearly a difference in the value of these vehicles 
and there's going to be a clear difference in the insurances that cover them. But you know what? That Porsche driver, there's no way in hell he's driving a Yugo. <laughs> it's not happening. So he's already planned in for the insurances, or she has planned in for the insurances to support this fabulous vehicle that they wanna have. It's just the cost of having it. So plan that into everything you're gonna do here. And yeah, we might as well just say our auto insurance here might be higher than where you're from as well. There's another cost savings you can use right now if you're still going to be purchasing. And again, I am not a loan expert, but I have some on my team. And one of the things I found out recently is there's a three, two, one buy down program. You might've heard of buy down programs before. If you're not quite sure what they are, I'm gonna give you my brief understanding of this. You can always check it with uh, my lenders after the fact, but with a buy down program, you essentially are taking, let's just say your rate today would have been 6.5%. And this program will allow you to start that first year at three and a half. The second year you go to four and a half, the next year five and a half, and then you finally, at four years, you go to the six and a half percent and stay there for the rest of the term of the loan. So essentially, you're getting three years at lower rates before it hits that fourth year and turns over at, at a discount. I guess we can call it a discount, discount from the six and a half. I know six and a half sounds like a lot compared to the threes that we were dealing with before, but if you can start at three and a half and end up there in four years, don't you think that would help you a bit? It's gonna help you secure a home, we know that, right? If you're gonna move here anyway, you need a place to live. You will find that rent is very, very difficult, right now especially, because we not only have a shortage of rental properties, but now all these tradesmen all these workers, these roofers, these contractors, they're all in town and they're saying they're gonna be here for years fixing everything. They need a place to live. And unfortunately, many of them are having to bunk up with each other and there are way too many people in a home just to have a roof over their head. So that's the rental situation. That's not the best direction to go, but that three, two, one buy down program could very well help you secure a home for you and your family at an affordable rate for the time being and give you time to build up to that higher rate. There are other loan programs that are out there right now that will allow you to also build in the cost of repairs and construction into the loan. So especially if you loved a home, let's just say you've been eyeing this home the entire time before Ian came, and now it's still there, only now it has roof damage. And Lord knows this process with the roofs could take a while, we're gonna talk about that in a minute as well. But in the interim, once again, you can secure the home and the loan you can put the amount of money in there to have that roof repaired and make it whole. It's a program that's out there. Once again, I'll put you in touch with a lender that can discuss that further with you, but don't let a home that needs some minor repairs or some fixable repairs, don't let that shy you away from the house itself because there are programs to help you. And the other thing to consider, that is another negotiating factor and it's probably gonna keep you out of multiple bids in many situations. I wanna take one moment to make a final comment about Fort Myers Beach. Um, you've all seen the devastation, the destruction. Uh, there's contractors, I even saw one today that, that was saying that people don't even take into consideration the scope of what these guys deal with on a daily basis, having to see the destruction, the loss of property and life, and what, what that does to your mental state. Seeing that destruction, I, I mean, I drive around and see some of this destruction and I know what they're talking about, but these guys are doing it every day in some of the worst areas. And Fort Myers Beach, I think everybody would agree was the absolute worst, but here's the good side of it. 
and this is something that we have to keep in the long-term thought process, is that Fort Myers Beach will be back. It is one of the most sought after destinations for vacationers and being brand new when it comes back is going to make it even more sought after. Margaritaville is gonna be the stamp that starts it all, but something that I think that we're gonna see happening down on the beach, and hopefully somebody sees this that maybe could make this kind of decision to help out, but if you're building on the beach new, take the first floor or two and make it parking because one of the problems that Fort Myers Beach has that we could never solve was the damn parking. There's never anywhere to park, and the places that did have parking, they could jack those rates up to 40 bucks a day over a holiday weekend, which was ridiculous. So the more of these new buildings that come in that we can put parking on the lower levels, that way, if a surge comes later, the things that'll be taken would be vehicles things that aren't as important as human lives and property, which is one of the biggest things that we lost in this last storm. What we experienced here is not something we want to relive, but new is always going to be a good feeling. So there's gonna be new memories, new experiences. The look of the beach is gonna be new. Everything will come back around in time. So we just have to be patient and wait for it and understand that things will be better in the future. It's hard to believe right now looking at what this looks like, but they will be better. The next thing I want to talk about is when you're building a home in an area that suffered any kind of storm or effects. And you know what? Let's just take the storm out of all this. Um, I'm bringing this up because Tom and Julie had contacted me. They were already building with a home builder here locally before they found me. So there's not a lot I can do to represent them with the builder at this point. What I can do is act as an advocate on their behalf. And the other day they asked me to check out their new construction home because they are not here. They're in another state far away. They can't get to the home. And literally Julie's talking about packing up a car and camping out to be able to come and keep an eye on the home. And I, I said, that's not necessary. I'll go check it out. We'll take pictures, find out what's going on. We took pictures and they were trying to contact the builder all along to get an update. What happened with the house? Is it good? There was no answer. Nobody is getting back to them. So I found out why. When I went to take the pictures, there were sections of the roof that were gone, obviously, with the shingles being ripped off. Ironically enough, underneath where the shingles were, that drywall, those sections were the only sections of drywall in the house that didn't have texture on them yet. So essentially, when you texture the inside of a home, you do the whole thing at once. It's a spray gun, air compressor, they spray it on every wall, ceiling, everything. So if you go into a home that's already been sprayed and there's some sections that don't have it, what do you think that means? Yeah, they probably had to replace it. Then I go in the garage and I look at the cabinets and there's water lines on the cabinets. There's mold growing already on some of them. It's in the garage. There's others that were inside the house. Could they have separated it so they don't use it? I don't know, because I found two inside that also had mold on them. The purpose of telling you all this is when you build a home with a home builder, do not do it without representation. You need somebody to have their eyes on it to help you. All the builders will pay a real estate agent to help you. It's part of their costs. It's already built in. You're not getting any super discount by not using an agent. So don't, don't think that by avoiding that step, it's helping you. We are here to look after you. We are here to take the pictures. We are here 
to stand up for you and represent you to get you through the process. I've already aligned them with my inspection company for um, the final walkthrough. So pri prior to that final walkthrough, we're going to inspect the home to make sure that everything is on the up and up and is taken care of properly. But these are some things that you have to be taken care of regardless of a storm. I'm just talking new construction itself. If you can't be here to keep eyes on it, get somebody that can. Another thing you're gonna consider if you're buying a resale home right now or a home that was already completed and went through the storm, you better be sure that your agent is getting you a property disclosure from the seller. A property disclosure is going to protect you in the long run. This disclosure makes the seller disclose every known fact about the property in the time they owned it. And given the storm, there's all kinds of things that could have happened, right? What kind of repairs were made? Do you have the invoices? What was paid? What wasn't paid? Get all the information you can because if you find out later that something wasn't done that they said was done or vice versa and you are then saddled with a new bill guess who gets to pay for it they do you can go after them with a lawsuit have them pay that because they were dishonest on the disclosure so please 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 do yourself a favor ask for a property disclosure from the seller fema is recommending if you're going to be doing repairs on a home and it might be a little bit older home that you think could have more than 50% of its value uh, in damages now, wait before you start spending money on repairs. Because if it's 50% or more that's been damaged, you will need to bring the whole home up to code, to the current building code. What that means to you is if I started paying some bills over here to have something temporarily fixed and I spent thousands of dollars and it wasn't up to code, guess what? I get to do it again because everything is going to need to be brought up to code. That means the straps, that third nail on the uh, hurricane straps, that means the nail pattern on the roof sheathing. There's a number of things that you have to consider that have to be up to code once you're in that scenario. So hold off. I know it stinks. You want to get it done as fast as possible, but you're going to have to wait for FEMA's evaluation on that to find out if it's going to be a full repair and bringing it up to code or if you can just do the repairs that need to be done. The nice thing that I'm seeing around the area, um, sometimes it's advertised, sometimes it's not, but RVs are able to be used through this time. They can be parked in the in the driveway. You can you know plug them into whatever source you can to power them, but it is allowed uh, in certain areas to be able to use an RV, which normally you cannot park an RV on your property and use it as a place to live. Obviously, in this time, there's many unlivable places, so they are allowing that to be uh, done. So keep that in mind. If you're somebody that still doesn't have a home to live in, you can always check into uh, borrowing somebody's RV, renting somebody's RV. Use that in the meantime to be able to get yourself through. Another challenge that we didn't think about, especially this time of year, right around the corner is Halloween. Trick-or-treaters. Kids are out having fun. This is just another obstacle. We talked last week what these kids have been through with all the things that have gone on the last couple of years and now obviously the storm and now they're Halloween. They're trying to take away Halloween in some areas and not let them trick or treat and make them go to like Punta Gorda, for example. They are not allowing public trick or treating up there. So they're opening up Fisherman's Village to have a kind of trunk or treat kind of thing. You've heard of those before, right? Where you open up the back of your car and there's candy and stuff in there and you just do your trick or treating out of the back of a car. Same, same purpose, they're only doing it at storefronts instead of houses. That's their solution. Here locally in Cape Coral, I haven't heard anything about them calling it off. 
and we've got one of the biggest baddest communities over here that just gets it's stacked like a concert when it's Halloween those roads are jammed there's also a ton of debris so they're trying to figure out a lot of our street lights aren't functioning we've got all this debris on the road what are we gonna do about all these people moving around the streets so far the plan is to still go ahead and do the trick-or-treating another obstacle that we're having to navigate through this time i talked about earlier how the contractors are having trouble finding rental properties well there is one particular instance that a gentleman had noted that he was looking at a four bed four bath home and they were asking eighty five hundred dollars for this place for a monthly basis he eventually got it for six thousand but he noted that the price was less than half of that rate previous to the storm. I don't know, I don't know how to explain these people. The greed factor takes over, but literally, if you're offering housing, just be reasonable, do the market price, don't jack it up just because you can. There's people out there that need a place to live, and he, these people are here to help us. So let's not take advantage of them. All right, so that's a little bit more about living in Florida. The housing market is not dead. If you have any questions about anything about this area, what it's like to live here, different experiences, check out one of these other videos. If you've got a specific question or need and I can help you out, please call, text, or email because I've got your back when moving to the Gulf Coast.